Listener supported. WNYC Studios. And I seldom hear anymore what you say. You're tired of me and your shattered dreams are all gone. From NewSounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York, this is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Almost 20 years ago, we first met the singer and songwriter Nellie Mackay, and even back then, she seemed like a musician who was lost in time somehow. Her own songs echoed the sounds of the 50s and 60s, and she would later go on to release a whole album of Doris Day songs, and then a record of 60s covers. But it's been 13 years since Mackay's last album of original songs, Now she's back with an album called Hey Guys, Watch This. And for the most part, she still sounds like a singer from another time. Nellie Mackay is back in our studio today, and she's going to play first this piece called The Drinking Song. There goes my wrecking ball Here lies a part I never knew I say a prayer I've asked a thousand times Why you're up there When I'm with you And I just want to drink and drink and drink and drink and drink I just want to let the spirits help me close my eyes I'm just gonna drink and never think Just keep on drinking till I die For my baby's gone to angels in the sky There goes a friend I was the lucky one Here lies a heart that was so true This is the end It's something permanent Here comes the cost of loving you And I just want to dream and dream and dream and dream and dream I'm just gonna let the memory lift me from this life I just wanna dream and never scream again Just dream until I die For my angel's flown to heaven Yes, I've lost my loving baby Now my baby's with them angels in the sky Nellie Mackay singing, playing the ukulele. You'll hear her on our piano in a little while. And the drinking song from the uh, latest record called Hey Guys, Watch This. Nellie, it's great to see you again. Oh, it's lovely to be here, my goodness. This, this album 
is like an emotional roller coaster. That's, huh. that's the opening track. Yeah. It is just an objectively super sad song. Oh. <laughs> you know, obviously she's lost someone and is pining for, for this person. And, uh, and then as soon as that sad final chord rings out, yeah. We're into the next track, Luckiest Mood, which is just like this jaunty thing. And, and it's just like, what? I'm in the luckiest mood. It's just the luckiest mood of my life. I'm in the luckiest frame of mind. Goodbye to heartache and strife. I guess my question is, did you feel like there was an emotional kind of narrative, not maybe a a storytelling narrative, but an emotional one to the the way this album was put together. Oh, I guess you just bounce from one to the other. And if you drink enough, maybe you do reach <laughs> that party time or at least a pleasant <laughs> slumber. Yeah. You know, my experience the first time listening through the record was, you know, hearing that song, the drinking song, and Luckiest Mood, and another couple of songs, and I'm thinking, wow, you know, your earlier songs often had a kind of sharp satirical edge to them you know songs like um, um, Mother of Pearl the first album title you know Get Away From Me right right and then the party song comes oh right right (laughs) (laughs) eyes of Hiroshima all those melted ears and chins the world was relieved and still agrees it was worth it in the end which is one of several, as it turns out, on the record that needs kind of like a little FCC warning. Has a little fruity language. To right, it. right. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly I'm thinking, wait a minute, has this been sincere all along? So I, you know, I had the same question about this record that I did when Bob Dylan did that Christmas album. Oh yeah. All those years ago, I was like, did he mean that? Oh, I'm sure he did. As it turns out, he very definitely did. <laughs> uh, but that's also my question. So. Are these like sincere little pop songs occasionally interrupted by little flashes of that sardonic wit that we've come to expect from you? I think satire can be the most sincere. You know, you can maybe mean it the most. It's just you're, uh, like when someone's sarcastic, often they really mean it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's a lot of truth and humor and, and humor and truth, I guess. But then after the party song, you get the, the the very next track is, you know, the whole chorus is, I love you, I love you, I love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that point now, you, my emotional antenna are up, and I'm like, does she mean that? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> well, I like when the fellows sing on it, because I think uh, sometimes when, when guys get very sincere, they say it's the key to comedy. Guys being sincere. Well, I mean, maybe not just guys, but I mean, also... I, I mean, just, just really believing is always funny in this world. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because y- you've now evaded my question a couple of times with very interesting answers, but oh, no. do, how sincere are these songs for the most part? Oh, I would say, uh, uh, I, I would say, uh, boy, I, I guess I just feel like today. <laughs> Can I, 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 w- I would say I suffer from too much sincerity, and that comes through the music, so yes. <laughs> Um, and the title, Hey Guys, Watch This, what does that mean? Well, we recorded this uh, down in Charleston, West Virginia, um, uh, most of it, and um, and they, they say, uh, what are a West Virginian's last words? 
<laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> so the West Virginia version of here, hold my beer, is, hey, guys, watch this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> here, John, ask me again if, I, if this album is sincere. <laughs> no, no, because I got a, a different answer. Nellie Mackay, is this album sincere? Of course, John. <laughs> That's what I should have said. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 interesting that you know you you recorded in West Virginia with this this band that maybe we can talk about in a little bit, uh, because arrangements matter. They matter very much clearly to you, yeah. And they matter to us as listeners because they're full of kind of signifiers of time periods yeah. or styles right. and things like that. So, I'm guessing you probably wrote the drinking song pretty close to the way you just played it for us. So when it comes time to bring these simple tunes to the studio, how do those arrangements happen? Oh, it's nerve-wracking. Everything got messed up over and over and over again. We couldn't pick a tempo. We couldn't pick keys. It's like trying to make anything. I mean, you must make many decisions on a daily basis, and I just find it uh, terrifying, (laughs) you know? And I'm not not very good at it. I prevaricate on everything. Mm -hmm. It's... um, it's uh, maddening to anyone around me. Well, the reason I ask about the arrangements is the song you're going to n- do next called Driftin'. Yes. On the record, it sounds to me like a late night scene from one of those 1950s, 1960s beach movies. Oh, it's yeah. nice. <laughs> that's I mean, nice. I don't know what you were going for, but that's what I got out of it. You know? Oh, that's lovely. Um, I just love it. I never thought of it as nighttime or at the beach. Uh, but I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it just, it, it had that kind of, it has that sort of Annette Funicello or, <laughs> or Elvis Presley, you know, some of those movies of, of that time period. It has that kind of feel to it. And yes. again, uh, a lot of that is, is the arrangement because it's their, their sounds that I at least associate with, with that time period. Well, I think I was just listening to Frankie Avalon talk about shooting one of those things. And he said, start to finish, the whole movie was done in two weeks. I wish we could have, <laughs> that, 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 I wish I could just do an album that way. Wow. But it's just so, uh, but I, I guess they've stuck in the mind in spite of being, you know, churned out like that. Yeah. Um, but Drifton probably sounded, again, close to the way you're about to do it for us now. That's right. It's a song about uh, radical non-participation. Radical non-participation. That sounds sincere to me. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nellie Mackay is my guest. The album's called Hey Guys, Watch This. And uh, here's a live performance of her song called Driftin'. I wanted to be happy 
But I couldn't be The future's plan for me We'll wander aimlessly Wait and see so ambling Somewhere the sky's meandering And while the river's rambling We're rambling on by Lowing Somewhere old Molly's lowing And if that breeze gets blowing We're rolling on chord. Oh, That's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> little little jazzy chord at the very end of the song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Driftin' is the name of it, Nellie Mackay from, uh, from her record. Hey, guys, watch this. If, if you had introduced that song or if you had come out of playing that song and said to me, yeah, that's a, a tune I found from 1960. I totally would have believed it. Ah, oh, I did. And, and, you know, that is not a new reaction to your music. So oh, yes. So where does that kind of love of the sounds of Tin Pan Alley, mid-century pop, where does that come from for you? Oh, they're so beautiful and so simple. And you do one, love the arrangements, too. And so many of those great records, you know, uh, uh I mean, whether it's from the 30s or from the doo-wop period or into rock, I mean, they, they were just done in one room, and they balanced it right, and they did it, they banged it out, you know? I was reading about Thelonious Monk, and they were saying something like, this was a long session for Thelonious. He needed seven takes. <laughs> I thought, oh, boy, you know, that's one little thing for me is seven, seven takes each thing at least, you know? So I, uh, I you envy that. Of course, you see it in the old movies, too, that it was just uh, like a... Uh, who did meet John Doe? It, 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 he would often use the rehearsal one. He would secretly tape it because he felt people were still finding it. And it was mm. fresher. So did you make this with you and the band in a room at the same time? Oh, we did. But then, of course, you want to add all the gizmos. Right, right. <laughs> and then that takes a year. 
<laughs> so uh, the band, let's talk about the Carpenter Ants. Oh yes, who are they? Oh, they're great. They play uh, at a uh, they play a lot of places, but they play down uh, in Charleston at a place called the Empty Glass. And we used to go there after doing mountain stage radio program, and it would be like you know a place to relax. And uh, and they're just uh, a wonderful group. For a long time, they've had uh, a gentleman named Charlie T, and uh, and he passed away. And I always thought, oh, I'd always wanted to record with them, and we had played a prison together in West Virginia and then I got barred from the prison because I'd brought in my gig bag and it had a, a small bottle of vodka in it uh. and so they uh, they said a thing that you are now banned from West Virginia prisons which doesn't sound really like a punishment no, necessarily no. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand it sounds pretty badass yeah. on the other hand yeah. it's like all right <laughs> yeah I guess I can do anything in West Virginia now yeah right right <laughs> <laughs> what are they gonna do I'm banned from the prisons <laughs> yeah and we played in the prison we played a song called murder in my heart for the judge um and uh uh by Moby Grape, you know, it was done in the 60s, and uh, I think they didn't like that either. But mm. the women really liked us. It was a women's prison, and, uh, and um, they, you know, they got really into the music. So it, it was such a treat to finally um, to work with the Carpenter Ants. I feel like the, the ghost of Charlie was with us as we were recording. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's an album full of ghosts. I mean, you know, you hear echoes of all these different past time periods that, yeah. that we've already been talking about. Um, but then there are also these kind of, uh, these character studies, and, and they are also, they could be from any time. I'm thinking of uh, Initiation, for example, Boy. you know, which is kind of a uh, hard song to listen to. I mean, it's an easy song to listen to, but it's a, if you're paying attention to the lyrics, it's this character who's been... You know, she's been beaten down. She's been abused and accused and amused, as, as you sing in, in each of the, the verses, and has learned kind of not to fight back, not to fight her own battles. I've been abused, so I'm used to it, used to just taking it, instead of breaking down. I just get nondescript And to avoid conflict I don't react, I don't talk back No matter what the cue the, the most chilling line in it, in it is when you sing, I was made for you. woman who's been taught to know quote unquote her place yeah yeah I mean but it's not I mean it's not just women I mean it makes me think of working class hero which is as soon as you're born they make you feel small and uh, I was watching Roger and me was showing for that uh, documentary of on Labor Day by Michael Moore yeah that's from 89 hasn't aged today and you know I mean even uh, you know, in the past year, we've had the crushing of the railroad workers trying to get sick pay. Terrible, puts a terrible chill on uh, unions and uh, organizing everywhere. And uh, I wish that things uh, weren't relevant and would just, um, you know, they could just be historical artifacts. Yeah. But those songs live on. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it sort of goes back to this idea of, you know, these ghosts that in yeah. inhabit the, the songs because many of them are not ghosts at all. They're, no. They're. They're revenants. They're zombies. They are, they're the undead. We can't get rid of them, it yes. seems. Yes. Um, fortunately, you know, there are lots of breaks from that in, in the record. Um, this song, Did I Catch You Dreamin', 
There's an interesting fact about the word nostalgia, yeah. which is it comes from the Greek word for pain. Oh. Alja, yeah. I didn't know that. Like neuralgia, pain in the nerves. Nostalgia is, oh. it, yeah. And, and, you know, this kind of nostalgic quality to a lot of your songs, there is that, that kind of undercurrent to it, it seems. Yes. How do we, how do we, yeah, I don't know. Makes me want to just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I eat. I want to <laughs> chickpeas and avocado and curl up in a ball. Yeah, I have to believe there's something more than just uh, this life because we go through so much in this life and and we lose so much that uh, and there are signs and um, and people have different ways of pointing to them, but that there's something beyond just the literal world in which we live. And uh, I, I do hope we're reunited and we find that peace. It's just you just want relief. Mm. You, you know, you, it's, you know, heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. As, as nice. David Byrne famously sang. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Did I Catch You Dreaming, is that a song about, you know, someone who has, who is thinking these thoughts and is just kind of like, has, for the moment at least, left this world and its problems? Yes, yes. Well, and it's also about, you know, when animals dream, particularly dogs, they often, they will woof and they will twitch. And uh, and it's lovely to watch. They're in another place. Right. And they're preoccupied, but it doesn't seem like a bad place. Right. You'll, yeah. You see the dog on the floor and the legs twitch and you go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he caught the rabbit this time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And maybe the rabbit's dreaming about getting away, and, and they both did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, for this one, you're going to move over to the piano. For lovely. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll hear another live performance. Different instrument, same artist, the singer and songwriter Nellie Mackay. Her latest record is called Hey Guys, Watch This. She's doing some solo versions of the songs for us. This one's called Did I Catch You Dreaming? Did I catch you dreaming? Did I catch you drifting away? Did I spot you hopping a train to an ancient rendezvous? Did I watch you leaning, falling softly into the gray of an absent moon, lilting through the noon of an absent day? Are you troubled and lonely? Or are you at peace in your heart? Does the scuffling pace of the human race echo through the dark, lovely dark? No, I hope when dreaming, there is only dreamland to do. And when you awake, I hope dreams will wait for you. Are you safe from scheming? 
Are you far from merry-go-rounds? Will the hazy forms of an aimless morn wash away the sounds? Are you girdled and cozy in the labyrinth womb of your mind? Are you something rare in the parceled air of a distant time far from thine? Yes, I hope when dreaming there is only dreamland to do and when you awake i hope dreams will follow you a little bit of tin pan alley right here in our wnyc studios in lower manhattan courtesy of nelly mckay did i catch you dreaming do you, um, how much does it affect the song, which instrument you choose to write it on, whether it's the piano or the ukulele? Oh, everything, everything, everything. My goodness, I mean, that's the best way to shake it up is move to a different instrument. Yeah. So it's it's a lovely treat. You can write things just with drums. You know, I, I think writing is very different from playing. <laughs> mm. you, and I think you can hear it even in, in certain points, you know, today uh, that, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just a, I mean, you, you can write just walking down the street. In fact, how many things have I written while driving or in the shower? And they say that that's good generally for people with creative thinking is if you're doing something habitual and mindless, um, that, that it helps you. You right. know, somehow. Whereas if you're sitting there trying to make something happen, it just won't come. It's like when you, you, you can't remember a name. Yeah. And you know that later that day, when you're not thinking about it at all, that name will float to the surface. Yes. But as long as you're sitting there racking your brains and trying to move the mental lumber to get to the two by four that has the name on, it's not going to happen. That's right. And if you try real hard to go to sleep, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, we've been talking a lot about the, the 60s. If you had come out with that song in the 60s, people would have said, that's so old-fashioned, because, it, uh-huh. you know, I mean, that that looks back to an even earlier period of, of the sound of American pop music. Do you listen to any contemporary American pop? Never. <laughs> she said sincerely. <laughs> How could you ask me such a question? <laughs> well, we were talking earlier about the power of radio. Right. And, you know, I travel around, so unfortunately, <laughs> you know, you do. And, and of course, you, you are very much... Um, uh, uh, trapped in situations whether it's a you know drugstore or a supermarket but yeah no it's lovely to go back in time and I look at people like Phil Woods who I knew and, and was a, a great mentor and was on one of your earlier records he is and and yeah I, I, we did one take and then I said well should we try another and he said why <laughs> <laughs> um, but he also he wrote a, a, a uh, arrangement of Autumn Leaves, and I sang on it. It was a brand new arrangement. This was back in high school. And then Vince Giordano, yeah. um, you know, they were in the 60s, and they were playing throwback music, and I think they struggled because there was such a strong culture at the time of, of music. I think it's easier now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a culture of what's next? What's the what's the next big thing? Well, and it was yeah. so relevant because, you know, sure. a lot of people, they did care more because of the draft because it affected them than they really cared generally say about uh, opposing war um, because now I talk to people I'm like what happened it's just because you're you don't have a draft card anymore <laughs> <laughs> you've changed um, but th- that seemed like th- th- there was so much happening and there w- and the drugs you know that it, it, it was it, that how could you how could you not and now the music doesn't have the same attraction to me a, a lot of it seems kind of, it seems very corporate I, I started by by 
asking you about the kind of emotional roller coaster aspect of this record. Oh, yeah. The gloves are off at the end of the record. Oh, right. Uh, with, with a track called Make a Wish, um, which begins with the Mr. Softy truck theme, you know, <laughs> right. an actual street re- you know, recording of <laughs> Mr. Softy ice cream. Yeah. Uh, and then turns into this dark, blackly comic ultra-violent, <laughs> F-bomb-laden thing. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I guess it's just... Well, I mean, it's interesting, I mean, with violence, because we just hide it so well. You know, we hide our brutality, you know, so well, and so we're so disassociated from violence that may appear on our plates or that informs everything we own. I mean, in the 30s, Carson McCullough wrote in The Heart of the Lonely Hunter that everything we own is a product of another's suffering. She wrote that in the 30s. I mean, forget it nowadays, you know? And we're so uh, removed from it, and then we have this kind of, whether it's greenwashing or, you know, we we can... um, you know, they don't make it so that uh, our devices last. They don't make it that a plug can fit into each of them or a part can be replaced. And yet they pretend they're green companies, a lot of these tech companies. And and that song, so a- apart from kind of addressing the violence that hides behind the surface, when people who have been shut out, you know, there's so many people who have been shut out and they finally get to a place of power, well, what are they doing with that power? Who are they working for? And one thing that inspired that was that at one time, and it may still be mostly true, the majority of the weapons manufacturers um, are headed by women. And I don't see how that's a victory for feminism. It seems antithetical to everything feminism stood for. And that seems like so much of um, the kind of elevation of people who've been uh, shut out was the antithesis of what those movements stood for. What, you know, Martin Luther King talked about, Malcolm X was going to charge the United States with genocide at the United Nations. And now it's it's just seen as, you know, you want to elevate your own personal status. Um, but all these movements, um, they, they were radical and they were about challenging the status quo, not maintaining it under a different face. So when you said earlier that sometimes satire is the most sincere, right. this song with its over-the-top depiction Mm-mm. of a, a young black girl who grows up to be queer and apparently a mass murderer right. and possibly president of the United States. This is both biting satire and a sincere kind of look at these issues that you're talking about. Oh, well, yeah, very much so, because it could have been, you know, any number of people. I mean, you know, uh, because so many people have not had that position of power of president, but um, who have been, you know, it it could just be someone who's poor, who finally becomes rich. And and what have have you lost and what are you doing with that? But unfortunately, I mean, it isn't um, an exaggerated or extreme uh, uh, example in the song because uh, our you know, our our tax dollars uh, go towards so much violence worldwide, and um, and cruelty and exploitation, and 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 certainly our own. I mean, I'm I'm complicit. I mean, there's just there's so. I mean, what we do to animals um, affects what we do to people. The chickens really do come home to roost, and so I can't 
really say that I'm I'm better than anyone. The intention may be better, mm. but is that really better? Uh, so it's you know it's just there's no fairness in application. There's no cons- moral consistency, and one does try to search for that one's whole life and 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 live up to one's own ethics, which most people share. Most people aren't psychopaths. It's very hard. Yeah. Um, well, th- this is funny, isn't it? Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the idea that this isn't over the top, though. I mean, this person is literally drilling holes in other people's heads. But so that, please it, tell me that's <laughs> over the top. Well, <laughs> but, right. But I mean, it is. You know, it is the the drone program. I mean, what is you know dropping a bomb on someone then drilling a hole in their head? Yeah. Okay. All right. This has been a fun way to end. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did want to end with a little bit of this this song, uh, which concludes the record. The album is called Hey Guys, Watch This. The song is called Make-A-Wish. And my guest has been the singer and songwriter Nellie Mackay. I hope it felt good to be back in the songwriting saddle again. And, oh, it uh, feels great. And hey, it gets me talking to you, so that's a good motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Nellie, great to see you again. Thanks Thank so much. You. I know what I want to be. What do you want to be? I know what I want to be. What do you want to be? I want to be Jeffrey Dahmer. You want to be Jeffrey Dahmer? I want to be Jeffrey Dahmer. Ho, ho. Sweet little innocent black girl. Drilling them holes in the motherfrickin' heads. Mean little white boy. Drilling more holes in more heads. Who you gonna vote for? Can't vote for the hombre. Doesn't make sense. Female Jeffrey Dahmer. Gonna be first woman president. Thanks to our uh, crew, headed by technical director Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. Eric Weber is our video editor. I'm John Schaefer. You can keep up with everything that we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org. Could be anywhere, your hometown, full of pain and degradation found. Lobbacious clown, set of 40 acres, we ain't gonna get no reparations. And women, huh? That's a joke. How many girls get slapped and choked by the end of this song? Think I'm wrong? Numbers higher than Cheech and Chong. Women beat every nine seconds, fist rain down every direction.